Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com Welcome to a very special edition of Ross Patterson Revolution. As you know, uh, I've done two shows on the Las Vegas shooting. I said I wouldn't give up. I said I am a man of my word. I'm a man of my conviction. Something stinks here. Something smells like shit. I'm going to keep talking to people until we get some answers. Um, uh, Maybe a week ago, week and a half ago, uh, the Las Vegas Police Department revealed that uh, they've got some new information, which which is a shocker. And I say that with, with a lot of sarcasm in my voice. The reason why I'm saying that with a lot of sarcasm is we, we knew that there was more to this story. Um, slowly, little by little, it's, it's trickling out uh, that there was emails now um, that were not lost. Uh, they listed them as undocumented, that he was only saving them as drafts and them deleting them. Somehow they mysteriously found him. 
when the investigation started, they said that they had wiped his laptops completely um, or that he had like, la- wiped them himself and, uh, and they really didn't have any information. Now we're finding out that uh, there was an email in the day that said, hey, we have a wide variety of optics and ammunition to try. Another email for the for thrill, try out the bump fire ARs with 100 round magazines. Now they're not saying whether or not these were sent by Stephen Paddock himself or somebody else was sending these to Stephen Paddock. However, if you're releasing these, one would have to think this sounds like some sort of gun deal. Um, I, I would be shocked if if he didn't go into the store in person and try to try to do this. Um, to do it in an email seems like you're giving yourself away too much, especially for a guy that allegedly, and I'm saying that with, with heavy, heavy air quotes, uh, did all of this himself, supposedly. Um, they're now saying there, there is a second person involved in these communications, and an FBI agent wrote that the investigators need to determine who is communicating him with about weapons that were used in the attack. Um, and in the email, he's he's referred to to Steve P. He didn't have a sweet nickname. It wasn't like you know Chucky Two Steps or uh, this is Legs Diamond. Uh, Steve P. Um, they've they've already talked to the girlfriend. Obviously, uh, she told investigators that her fingerprints would likely be found on the ammunition, uh, but she adamantly denies any advanced knowledge of the attack. If you if you had your fingers on that much ammunition. One would ask why. Um, living in Vegas like that? Eh, why do you have all this? What are you going to do with it? See, if you're telling me she didn't know, you're fucking joking yourself. Uh, on today's show, we have one of the survivors who was actually at the concert uh, when this all took place. He was also one of the people on the on the, the, the ground who took the video that you saw looking up from the, uh, the concert toward the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino when this, this all shook out. And... Uh, I'll let him tell his story and and what he thinks of of everything that that transpired over that evening. Uh, super lucky to get him. Uh, I'm I'm grateful that he he wanted to talk about it, but uh, he feels very strongly the same way as we do that that something else is going on, something bigger uh, is is happening, and the story's dead. He doesn't want the story to go away. Um, so I, look, I'm going to have him on the show, try to give him a platform, try to talk about, uh, what he saw and what he thinks, what he thinks personally happened. Um, cause he lives in Las Vegas. Uh, he's on the ground there every day and, and he knows a lot of these people. So hopefully we can pick his brain and, uh, and see what he thinks of all this. And, uh, and he can describe his story to us. Uh, but first and foremost, we have some sponsors who pay for this show to be on the air as always surprisingly. First and foremost is uh, Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, Black Rifle Coffee is the premier coffee uh, in the land. They're they're a small roast. No, it's 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 is it roast to blend, man? Small batch. God, small batch. Uh, is it Matt? No, it's not. It's Dave. It's Dave. That's what happens when you're alone at Black Rifle Coffee. You just start screaming out names. Uh, you just start screaming out out, out people. D- Dave is our producer for uh, for for the sister show Drinking Bros. Uh, what, what is it? Small. It's small. It's small batch roast to order. Yeah, small batch roast to order. That's it. I can never get it. I can never get it. However, I order fucking nine boxes of it every month. Why? Because they have a coffee of the month club. Coffee gets shipped to your house every date. Let's say you get it on October eighteenth. Boom. It'll be their November 18th. Uh, they make it on the day, and uh, it's some of the best in the biz. K-Cups, um, I'm caffeinated as fuck. My wife is just black, and they've also got bags. Their apparel is second to none. I wear this shit all the goddamn time. Uh, so go to blackriflecoffee.com. Join the coffee club. Sign up. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Get it shipped to your house. It's about $5 cheaper than a... Buying K-Cups at, at Costco or some shit, and the coffee's fucking great. They're veteran-owned, and that way you're actually helping people. Uh, next up, we've got straightrazors.com. Uh, straightrazors.com is, uh, it's my, look, it's my go-to. It's my shaving kit. Um, it took me a little while to get used to a straight razor. Once I did, it never went back. It takes about a, a day and a half off of shaving, which is amazing, because you get such a close shave that you don't, you don't feel the need to shave again after that. 
Um, you're not getting a five o'clock shadow until fucking five o'clock the next Tuesday. Um, they're, they're aftershave number one in the world. Their cologne is number one in the world. Uh, they've also got beard oils and, uh, mustache waxes. Uh, they got can get conditioners. They got shampoos. If you're a fucking dude and you need some man shit, go to straightrazors.com. Uh, get yourself fucking kitted up. Use the promo code revolution for 20% off at straightrazors.com. Last but not least, strikeforceenergy.com. Man, no, no Matt, no Jables. You know, it's just me. Usually, I get a boom, 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 boom. Uh, some, some form of explosion. I don't get that now, but the explosion today is going to be in your mouth. Drinking some as we speak. Uh, I got a little bit of strike force going uh, in my drink. It's the grape kind. Make America grape again. That's my favorite. It's my favorite flavor. They've got orange. They got lemon. They got uh, original and make America grape again. They also have a subscription of the month club. They ship it everywhere in the entire world, and they get a 750-milliliter bottle that sits on your bar top or countertop. You can boom, boom, pop a couple squirts in, and motherfucking G-O. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Um, It's great for pre-workout, kids. They also have a subscription month club. I I would do it. Just fucking do it. Uh, Right now, we're going to call a friend of mine, Matt, who's actually there at the concert in Las Vegas. And uh, kind of get his whole feeling on on what happened, what he thinks happened, and uh, and what it was like to actually be at the concerts. Um, so I'm gonna call him now. So at the top, um, I was talking about my frustration for this case in particular. Um, I feel like it's been buried. I feel like it's going away. I, I saw the the report, you know, about a week and a half ago about they have new information. They they think they might arrest somebody in sixty days. Um, you were actually at the concert. Yeah, what's up, Ross? Um, I mean, yeah, really, from my end, uh, I've been going to this event for about four years. Uh, Vegas local. Uh, worked closely with MGM Resorts uh, for many years. Um, in my previous uh, roles in, in marketing. And um, it was one of those events where we'd go to every year. And um, yeah, it was just pretty wild, wild way to uh, end the weekend. But um, yeah, I mean, really from my side, I'm sure there's a, a lot of questions that you guys have that may necessarily weren't there, but uh, for sure, for I'll, sure. And, and for the, for the, by the way, for the, for the audience and the, the purpose of this call, we're just going to call you Matt. I'm not going to say your full name or where you work or anything like that. Cause you were gracious sure. enough to come on the show. Um, but uh, what made, what made you go to the concert that night? Let's start there. Yeah, for sure. You know, i got a lot of friends uh, I work with and every year we kind of celebrate, um, you know, a fun year of, of hard work and, drinking beers and uh listening to some good fucking music you know so i mean you think about it every year uh october rolls around and vegas kind of slows down towards the end of the season you know it starts to cool off everyone heads out for like the last hurrah of the season uh and enjoys a good weekend of country music and this was about the fourth year uh of the concert so i mean really from our side it's to get after it drink some beers and enjoy it how absolutely and and did did you go to the prior days or did you just go to this one one day of shows okay so you went every day to the shows yeah, every, every day. I was actually the, the the fourth year I've been to every night of the show uh, with, with a group of friends. And we had the same spot every year. So it was kind of a big deal. We even made hats that said, like, make Sweet Five great again. And it was kind of a fun deal for a lot of us friends that do this every year. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, it, it, you know, not what happened is awesome. But the fact that, you know, you, you guys went to this every year. It was a blast. You probably didn't think twice about it. Like, uh, if I was going to a country concert, fuck, I'd almost assume it would be the safest place to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, it's funny you say that, you know, I think security was the first thing that crossed my mind when everything kind of broke, all, all hell broke, broke loose, you know, um, uh, came through the gates as like a normal person all three nights and the security was pretty damn loose. So when the first, you know, uh, shots I heard were fired, you know, first thing we thought it was, they came in through the front gates. So, um, you know, come, being as a festival goer, we notice these things, you know, we put on events and do a lot of things in town and, and, and whatnot. So that was the first thing that came to my mind. Now, did, did you know it was gunfire initially as soon as you heard it? Cause a lot of people didn't, I, I watched a lot of the videos on, on YouTube and, sure. and fans that were there. They, they seemed to not, a lot of them seemed incredulous about it. They seemed to not believe that it was actual gunfire. Were you in that camp? 
Well, I'll fucking tell you exactly what went down. A real quick uh, overview of where I was. Um, I was in Suite 5. That was the same suite we've been in for all four years. Uh, some friends, co-workers, whatnot. Um, the first two shots that were fired were during the song Barstool. And I sent you a little text of the video of where I was sitting, uh, actually standing on the patio of our suite there. And uh, two, two, uh, two or three shots that were test fired uh, before uh, Steph and Paddock, supposedly, whoever the shooter may have been, right, uh, was firing. Um, went full auto. Those were the, the first three test shots. And he had actually hit one of the people in the suite next to us and hit someone uh, in the suite uh, next to me within five feet of me, myself. You're, and you're, my you're kidding. So, so they, yeah. they died in the suite next to you? No, they didn't actually die. The people that were hit in the first three shots that were fired before he went full auto, uh-huh. uh, one hit a girl in the suite next to me uh, in suite six, and the next one was hit uh, in our suite at suite five. Uh, both survived, but at that moment, we didn't realize what the fuck was going on. So we were uh, attending to the situation and, and getting these people uh, sat and, and you know tourniquets applied to the, the legs. Both were leg, leg wounds. Um, and then at that time, I was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Um, and then shortly after... Uh, Jason Aldina changed to the next song. That song had ended. Um, and then that's where you see videos and a lot of uh, other uh, content streaming the web of, of when the shooter went full auto. So when, when the girl went down in your suite, what, what did you guys think happened to her? What was your, what was your initial response to that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know gunfire. Been around guns my whole life, and a lot of my friends, as we share a lot of the same friends, so we understand it, right? And um, I was working with the uh, the Mandalay Bay on another event coming up, and uh, we were utilizing um, higher floors for the event we were hosting. So the first thing I thought, you know, there's some venues towards the top of the hotel that are open to the air, and I was, I thought, you know, there was gunfire coming from there, uh, and I and I knew it was gunfire. I just didn't know exactly where from from that side of the street it was coming from. Uh, but when it, it did, you know, those first three snaps happened, I realized they were, I wasn't quite sure because it was so far away, you know, sure. and, and the cockpit's full blast, right? So you're like fucking drinking beers. I'm, I actually wasn't really going after it on Sunday. I was like, man, I had a long two nights, Friday, Saturday, we all kind of got after it. And Sunday was like, all right, let's mellow through this weekend and try to get some sleep tonight and not be out too late. So uh, my my group, I felt like, was somewhat more sober on, on right. Sunday. Right, right, A little more coherent, right? So. Uh, when the first three snaps happened, uh, you know, when we noticed the girl in our group was bleeding from the leg, we were like, what the fuck was that? You know, at first we thought maybe someone, uh, a piece of aluminum had broke or something snapped off and broke nearby and hit her. Um, you know, so we really couldn't tell with the way the music and, and the show was uh, being produced. So um, it was kind of fucking hard to understand. And by that time, we were figuring it out and looking around and realized the girl in the suite next to us got hit. Uh, we, we were getting getting to cover from when, when the shooter had gone full auto. So it happened fairly quickly. Wow. Uh, who responded to the girl first in, in, in your suite? Who, who responded to these two girls? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. A, a good friend of mine uh, that's in our group every year, he's a writer for Rolling Stone and writes for them every year for this event. And uh, he happened to be in our suite next to us, along with a few other friends. And uh, there were several of us. One of um, uh, one of our friends that uh, is very close, he, it was one of his guests. So um, I didn't know the girl very well. Uh, I think I met her that weekend, right, from coming to the event. And okay. um, many beers later, you kind of forget people's names that you just met, right? So I don't remember the name of her off the top of my head right now. Um, but uh, we all had got together after this event. But um, she did make it, like I said. Uh, but at that moment, uh, there were several of us attending to this this girl and trying to figure out what happened and to get her down and and uh, kind of attain the situation. But then again, figure out what the fuck happened, right? Um, yeah, because I'm I'm sure she's freaking out, and she I'm sure she also doesn't know what had happened to her, probably. Yeah, no, for sure. And at that point, we're like, "What the fuck was that?" Another girl is like, "My leg hurts too. I think something hit me. What the fuck was that?" And uh, you know, at that point. Um, by the time we sat her down and got her, you know, uh, stable, um, the girl next door wasn't doing as well. Uh, she was bleeding out um, a lot heavier. Uh, in a, Where in at? A, and she was in Suite Six, just um, south of us. Okay. The next Suite South, and um, at that point, you know, we had I checked out on her and looked over the railing because the suites are up uh, up tight against each other. Um, and at that point, that's when uh, we kind of realized this is more than just something breaking and hitting these two girls. Um, and I'm like, this has got to be gunfire, you know, and, and I don't know where the fuck it came from. Um, and then that point, you know, uh, the shooter went full auto into the crowd and hit several around us. And, and then the rest is where, as you've seen it. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. How far away were you proximity-wise from the shooter? And could you tell where, where the gunshots were coming from initially? Yeah, you know, I mean, really from, from where we're at, um, you know, being very familiar with gunfire, I'm like, fuck, dude, this guy, it felt as if they were in in the uh, event space because of my previous knowledge of how loose security was, right? And, sure. Uh, you know, you don't think about this ever happening at an event like this and people that were likely to carry, you know, firearms, even though security was um, checking for, for weapons and whatnot. Um, you think that's just being the most secure event. But uh, yeah, at that point, you know, um, honestly, uh, <laughs> the next steps were to, to get cover and get down. And, and at that point, you know, um, would, you, would, you, would you say you were several hundred yards away from the shooter initially? Like how, how no, close would that be? Yeah. I mean, like, so if, if, if we're, you're at the main stage there and you're Jason Aldean, we were just, uh, say a couple, uh, hundred, 150 feet, 300 feet from him. Okay. Uh, you know, so we're just, uh, the- east of that closer to the airport side of, of the Mandalay Bay. Gotcha. And, and the reason why I ask this is um, because because someone in your suite got hit. Uh, Correct. How how far that was is to the window, and like you know, how far did that shot? How far do those shots travel? Because those those are the first three shots. Pretty fucking far, you know. And that's what really made my kind of head you know tick. And my girlfriend, we got home really late at night after all this went down, and making sure everyone we were with got out safely and. Uh, you know, and, and, and rally behind those that, that didn't, you know, and, and, and make sure we got out. But, uh, at that point, you know, we started kind of getting some, some evidence and, and getting word of what really went down and what was going on. Um, and, and seeing the note from his room with some of those calculations and you really think about it, I'm like, fuck this, this piece of shit, uh, that doesn't know how to, you know, shoot any of these firearms. They were all set up very sh- half-ass, uh, but they had nice firearms. And, uh, you know, if he would have breathed differently or, uh, try to calculate shots differently in those first three rounds, you could have changed the whole scenario and, and play out of everyone's lives in those area. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a wild thing because it's, you know, you, you see him. Uh, what, what is he in, in his mid 60s? Um, looks it looks like he, he's working at fucking Staples. Doesn't look like yeah. a fucking trained killer. Uh, has no military background, to my knowledge. Um, uh, do, the do guy's you... wearing fucking slip on shoes. I mean, like, dude. Like when you see some of these photos, I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure you've seen some of the stuff, but you know, you look into the room and you see all the ammo, you see all the guns and you see uh, the guy wearing gloves and another pair of gloves in another room. Right. Uh, you, you see the fucking half-ass snorkel oxygen tube that he ran from one room to the other using like a pool pool uh, hose, you know, like yeah, yeah, for, for, for breathing one, one would think that would restrict your breathing even further. It's 2017, dude. You, you can get a fucking breathing apparatus at Home Depot that would have cleaner air breathing through it. And, and, and I mean, an idiot could figure that out. So it was just like, I don't know, man. If you're going to spend that type of money on, you know, Smith & Wesson's, LWRC rifles, Daniel Defense rifles, and all this ammo, you think you could be able to afford a $15 fucking breathing apparatus? Yeah, <laughs> one would think, and it's, you know, you brought up an interesting point, because uh, before you came on the show, I was kind of describing to the audience how, you know, about about a week and a half ago, the the FBI just released some more files on this case, including pictures of, of the room, what the room looked like, uh, the camera setup, uh, the guns, still nothing from inside the hotel, by the way, which I find shocking. Um, not one, Not one picture of him. Uh, either with the bellhop walking in or just walking in with one fucking bag. Still none of that is released yet, which I, I find shocking. But you have a, a pair of gloves in the other room. Uh, the, fo- the photo of him dead on the ground shows that he was wearing gloves. What were the other gloves for then? Because why would you be switching at that point? That's a, that's a great, great point to my uh, you know knowledge. I mean, there's one guy in the room. Was he buying a, uh, a buy one get one free pack? Like no fucking chance. Yeah, was it so, was it was it Bogo? Like if you're if you're gonna take up that much time to set up the room and plan this all out. Why, why are you just leaving another pair of gloves on the floor just in case? And why was he even wearing gloves in the first place? I mean, is he supposed to burn his hands on these rifles and then kill himself? Like, oh, I didn't want to burn my fingertips, and now I'm going to blow my head off? Yeah, that, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, did you? I, I also read the report. Did you read that report by any chance? 
I have it up in front of me now. Yeah, I've read it uh, several times. <laughs> yeah, so the 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 room was allegedly locked in the other room, and they had to to breach that, and that was where he was shooting from the other window, which is not possible. Right, because if if you kill yourself, you're you're not going to run from one room, lock the door, and then make sure you're in the other room, and then kill yourself. That that didn't make any sense to me. Does that make any sense yeah. to you? No fucking chance. You know, if you look at the photos and you look at the layout of the room, room 32134 uh, stated, you know, they breached that room and SWAT officers fired three rounds. Uh, So not sure what they fired three rounds at into that room as they found him in the other room. Uh, And and why was that door locked as he was shooting out of that room? Uh, There's no way to lock that door, I believe, as you know, conjoining doors in hotel rooms. How is he going to lock that door and close it without leaving that hotel room, leaving 32134 to go back into the other main suite? And he didn't go back into the hallway. He went back through supposedly the the conjoining doors, the connecting doors. So how how does that make sense? It doesn't. Um, They've supposedly blew that door off and and officers fired three rounds after they found Stephen Paddock dead on the floor in 32134. For me, I don't fucking understand that. That's that, that just contradicts several things in the report. And another funny thing is, um, uh, is have you read further down on page? Let's see here. Um, it basically says Stefan Paddock didn't commit any crimes until he fired the first round into the festival. And I'm like, wait, you just said that he didn't commit any crimes until he fired his first round in Route 91. Well, it's funny that you say that. It's on page 52 out of 81 saying here, uh, all the ammo was purchased legally, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This includes that, right? The funny thing is, is how did you not commit any crimes until he, he had fired into the festival? He actually fired rounds down the hallway. Did you guys forget about that? This is on the same report that you put out. So um, I find it quite, quite funny. Yeah, because, you know, allegedly the, the, the security guard, that Jesus, or Jesus de Campos guy, uh, was shot first, and then you know he left, and they, he fired that in the hallway. What that guy's done one interview, and then just disappeared off the face of the earth. I, well, not I, only that, he supposedly claims in this fucking police report that he was shot with a BB gun. Yeah, like, yeah. bro, are you fucking kidding me? Like, when you hear gunshots, it's not like a little BB gun, and when you're getting shot down a fucking hallway by an AR fucking fifteen, and you get hit by a round. You're not getting shot with a BB gun. So this kid's either fucking stupid or something else is going on, right? Are you yeah, fucking- and because you're not going to take the time if you're Steven Paddock to, to have all those guns and be like, you know what? The first shot outside the door, I'm going to use a BB gun for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just test him. Yeah, I'm going to test him with a BB gun, feel him out, see where he's at, and then uh, just, and just <laughs> save the guns for the other stuff. Uh, because th- that guy was up and walking, you know, what? Uh, I don't know, a week later, and he was on Ellen. It's not like they wheeled him out in a wheelchair or anything. I didn't really see what was wrong with that guy, the security guard. No, I'd be very interested to know what he was hit with and where, but um, or even just to see the wound that he supposedly supposedly had. Um, I don't know. The timeline, from from my perspective, from being at the festival, from making our way out, from um, gunfire stopping to starting – uh, you know, I think there's just a lot of things missing and that's where my frustrations are. You know, I was there with friends. I had friends that got hit. I had friends that, that, um, have, have loved ones that didn't make it right. So, um, I think there's a lot of questions from, from not only us that were there, but those of the family members and, 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 you know, kids and, and brothers, sisters that, you know, their friends and family that were taken too early. Right. So it's like, what the fuck? If, yeah. how hard can it be to figure this shit out right and, and- that's what i say and and again going through that 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 new report and those new photos it, it to me it, it's only more questions i mean even when he was 100%. lying dead on the ground there's there appeared to be a gun on a stand uh, over his leg and it's like yeah that's a that's a very interesting photo and i mean i've shared that with a lot of our friends which uh, you probably know who I'm referring to, but sure. uh, they seem to think all that is bullshit, you know, and they've spent a lot of time around this line of work and uh, to see and hear from a lot of other perspective of friends, you know, in, in the SWAT departments in other uh, states and, and whatnot that have been doing this for uh, careers on end, you know, it's like, how does a fucking rifle lay over your leg and one under your leg Yeah, uh, when you kill yourself, you know, and I mean, every single one of these crime scenes are completely different, right? And I get that, but this is like, dude, <laughs> come on. Also, when he killed himself um, with you know that pistol, uh, it, it appeared in the photos, at least that they released, that it was about 
you know, four or five feet behind him. Why, why wouldn't that just drop straight down if you were if you were blowing your brains out? Why would that go behind and over top of the of his head? Um, well, I mean, dude, great point, right? And and, and I mean, it, when you're sitting there, who knows how he was sitting? If he was even sitting up, or or how this fucking thing broke down. But either way, uh, I mean, looking at some of these photos, there's like fresh rounds of of five five six or two two three, whatever he was using. Uh, you know, uh, shells laying in coagulated blood, right? So how long was he dead for right. uh, in this position where a firearm doesn't seem to be placed in a correct position if you were to sit there and blow your, your head off um, is the damage doesn't seem to be as as, uh, as bad as that firearm would portray to be through a, a blow to the head. But that's just my two cents. Yeah, that's the way I feel about it. I also saw another picture because, again, you know, we we share some mutual friends who were there uh, and they they had sent a picture immediately when he was dead in the room. I saw I saw a bullet hole in his in his chest. Um, So in one of those pictures, I I saw a bullet hole in Stephen Paddock's chest. And look, it would make sense that somebody would came in and shoot him. But uh, it also leaves open the possibility that if there was somebody else in the room. Who shot him first? Um, you know that 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 that's where that bullet could come from. Um, I know you're friends with a lot of, of first responders who work there and police officers and SWAT. What are you hearing? Is there any inside information uh, that that you know about personally, or any leads or anything that they're pursuing that that uh, that make any yeah. sense regarding this? Yeah, I mean, really, from my side, you know, boots on the ground here, being there and, and having a lot of uh, friends and, and, and whatnot in this line of work, but also the stuff that you hear in town and, and the things that you know that are going on. And, um, you know, some of these are very reliable sources, but, you know, it's like, how come the, the hooker he was sleeping with and the girl that he would have come to his room that he had his, his side piece, right? Sure. How come she hasn't come, come to light? How come she was not involved in any of the investigation from what we know uh, that's been put out on the media? You know, she's been around uh, this guy when his girlfriend's gone or when he stays in the hotel rooms many times. Right. Uh, she's one of his, you know, uh, normal clients. And when he stays in these penthouse suites and gets these comp rooms on his gambling, uh, he's typically, you know, staying with this girl this girl's coming over to perform whatever she does right or whatever the fuck he's into but um you know there's supposedly room keys that were issued to her and she was going in out of the rooms not only when he was there but also while he wasn't there so where is she at how can we haven't heard from her how can we don't have any you know footage or or interviews or or light shined on that that you know part of the case and um that's a, that's an interesting one yeah because i mean look if you're if you're a prostitute and let, let's face it we all know vegas prostitutes um <laughs> if, if there's that much uh guns and ammunition in a room uh you i can't don't fucking miss it. I, it yeah not only can you you not miss it but as a prostitute you would think ah this might be a little too dangerous for me i'm gonna i'm gonna give somebody a call She's going to give somebody a heads up of like, hey, there's 80 guns in this guy's room and thousands of rounds of ammunition. Um, why do we not know where she was? Why don't, why don't we have a photo of her either walking in and out of the hotel room? And how come this hasn't been something that's been highlighted in the police or the FBI report that there, th- this was a woman who was definitely inside the room? hundred percent. You know, I think that's one, one interesting fact that, you know, the footage, right? You know, there's no footage or photos even released of him going in and out of the elevators of the hotel. You know, uh, supposedly valets have confirmed and, and people on the front door have confirmed all of him bringing in and out heavy suitcases, you know, daily. But, um, you know, where's uh, the footage and, 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 you know, proof of all this stuff? Him and, you know? and, where, and where's the woman? So if this woman was coming in and out, right? Sure. Uh, where's the where's the photograph of her at least um, so, yeah. something for the public like I, I think if you re, if you were going to cover up this story and really cover it up if you just showed the American public pictures of him loading these guns in and out of the hotel room and putting them on the bellhop you know thing and then yeah. bringing it up to his room all 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 this other shit it would at least quell the minds of the American public and saying oh shit this guy really did this on his own had it planned sure. out you could see him walk in with four bags a day or whatever it is. We don't have any of that. Um, nope. And this, this prostitute, the, the theory I have on this of, of why she hasn't been released or talked about in the public is, uh, you know, these high roller suites, the, the, the hotel usually pays for the prostitutes, right? Of course. So this could be a working girl that was for the hotel. 
And uh, you know, possible. It, it would and, make and th- it, it would make the hotel look shitty if they were giving people free prostitutes. Like that would you know, if that got out, it would be extremely frowned upon. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's you know, at this level, you know, you get a, these clients have their known call girls, but I don't know. It's, it, that's a tough one. It, it's, it, that could be a st- slippery slope, but you know, then again, it, it, everything changes. You know, when it gets into that world, but I, I just want to know where she is and why. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if she was in the room or not, like, why haven't we heard? Yeah. Uh, you know, if there was footage or if there was photos of him in the room or how come there's forward facing cameras on the laptops that were found? How come the hard drive was missing out of his out of one of his things? He had three phones. One of them they couldn't unlock. How come they couldn't unlock the phone? Right. It's fucking 2017. You can't unlock a phone. I can figure it out myself. Like I, I, I look, I heard they were sending it to uh, Apple or some tech guy. I, I, it was I, a Google phone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And they were they were sending it somewhere. They didn't say where. Um, you know, they had an issue with that uh, from from another mass shooting with a with a killer, and they were trying to unlock the phone. And yeah. uh, which one was it? Pasadena. Uh, Pasadena, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they ended up hiring a fucking hacker at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, that's it's gonna what it's gonna come down to. But uh, it's just crazy that these say these tech companies don't have ways to to access this t- type of information when it's this sensitive to a case and uh, could play that much of an important role of of what what conversations he was or wasn't having you know pre or, or during this this situation right and uh that's where it doesn't fucking make sense to me yeah me neither and and look since you were there and you have friends that that are that are in law enforcement um what what is your personal theory after talking to people what do you think happened yeah you know i mean what i know that happened from my experience being there you know i know that there was the, the gunfire is real people were hit people were killed uh, i've seen it i i felt it i know it um i've been around in my entire life uh so for the ignorant people to say that, that that's not true they're fucking stupid yeah because they're, they're completely they're, fucking lost there, there is that fucking I, i've heard that rumor where it's like oh these were actors or this was staged and i was like you're at a fucking country concert with twenty thousand people there's no way this is all a big fucking you know action movie like that that's crazy yeah. to me that's crazy yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, no i mean go ahead what, so so what, what what is your theory on the whole thing? Who, who Do you think he did it alone? Do you think he had help? I don't think there's there's no chance this guy did this alone. I tell you that. And, and I mean, like, how is this guy firing these firearms on his own? It just the whole thing seems fucking stupid. Um, you know, I feel terrible for those uh, that were affected. But, you know, at the end of it, it's it's got a, a, a some kind of, you know, uh, realistic timelines and, and real fucking data needs to come out to show what really happened. And there was times where there was, you know, firing happening at the same time I felt, and I've seen some videos that sounds as if two firearms are being shot at the same time. Right. Uh, so, I mean, that's hard to, to tell when you're running for your life and trying to keep cover and um, get out of there safely. So, I mean, I had to rewatch and relive some of those moments just to kind of figure out what the fuck happened. But I mean, honestly, I think there's more people involved with this. And I mean, so, you, so you just, do think there was multiple shooters? Yes, at times, but you know, it, it's hard to tell because some of this footage is pretty shitty. But um, there's times where I thought that I was there was fire being shot in the festival, but there was times where I heard it coming from further away, right? Um, but that could be a reason between be, behind the two different rooms that he was shooting from. But there's no reason that those should ever overlap. Gotcha, man. This is weird. Uh, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't know what to think. I've, I've looked through all the videos myself. There, there is angles. There is cameras that appear that there was a second shooter somewhere. Um, you know, after seeing the, the reports that came out that that door was locked, the other suite was locked. I don't know how someone would get in and out of that, but if, if there was going to be somebody else shooting, that's a perfect way to do it as well. Um, it's, uh, I, I think, I think eventually, and I before I said no, m- maybe I don't think they're they're going to catch anybody. I th- I think now there's a little more heat applied, and I and I think something will happen, but I think it's going to be a, a ways away. Um, I I I kind of dance in the theory of this this gun deal gone bad. No, I mean that's the first thing I thought. You know, <laughs> uh, you know we've all seen the movie uh, Punisher, right? And and the first thing I thought was like. You know, the family's on the beach with, with uh, you know, the retired, uh, you know, uh, undercover guy, and they all storm the beach, and that's what I fucking thought was going on. So uh, at first, I thought it was multiple shooters, right? And, and I mean, at this point, it's like, 
you know, what the fuck, you know, and then you kind of, you throw your head for a world, but you know, when you only have certain facts to back it up, it's, it's going to fuck with you a little bit and, and get you thinking. And it's one of those things where it's like, if there was photos and video, like you said, of him walking in there and him shooting out the window, I'd be like, all right, fuck, you know, they, they came in and yeah, killed himself. And exactly. That's it. But there's none of that. Right. So that's where I think there's a lot of so much, there's so much speculation. But then again, if there was just data released and facts released to show that what really went down, I think that a lot of this would go away. But then again, that's not our fucking job, right? But I don't know, man. That's it's a tough one. Same. Uh, let, let me ask you, because uh, since you were there, how long did it feel like it was between those those reloads? Yeah, dude, that was uh, it was crazy. You know, I mean, for for me, you never prepare for this, or even you know, hope to ever be in this situation. And uh, at this point, you know, so many people around us were were not prepared or, or uh, ever probably around guns or or firearms. So um, some of those people were were terrified and not doing so hot, right? And um, I, I'm not saying uh, you know it's it's a, a good or bad thing, right? It's just a natural uh, reaction, reaction of, yeah. of these people, and it's it, it's fucked up, right? And and um, it felt like hours, you know, because you're in slow mo and and in the breaks in between the fire, you're, you you want to make smart, intelligence decisions. And uh, at that point, you didn't really know where firing was coming from. So I, that uh, was just judging how to get out of there safely and navigate your way to a safer spot. And um, at that point, there was a lot of people that had been hit and trying to get out um, and into safer ground when when rounds were were going all over the place now did so, you uh, did you stay and try to help some of the victims or or did you clear out uh, how, yeah, so how, how long were you inside we were probably there for i mean he was shooting for like what 11 minutes or so yeah we were probably on uh the property of the festival grounds for about six to seven of those minutes until we got out of the back gate um, you know, from that point, we got everyone in our suite, uh, from in our suite in between gunfire breaks. Um, I had some people hiding behind the fridge in our suite and my girl, uh, was there and, and, uh, you know, I was holding the fridge door open, looking out of the fridge door, uh, through the window to find out where the firing was coming from. And she ripped me back and was like, get the fuck back, you know, and, right. uh, you know, trying to just keep me safe. But then again, you know, we didn't really know it was coming from, so I'm not trying to fucking run out of the back of the festival when maybe someone was there shooting from that side. Um, but once I realized it was coming from the other side of the street, we got out of there and, and made our way towards safer ground, uh, towards the airport. And there was a lot of people that were injured and, and, and hit and, um, a car offered to pick us up and we had hopped in. Um, and I realized this guy had got shot. We got out of the car, uh, gave the car to the guy that had been hit and his, his, uh, friends and sent them to the hospital. Wow. Um, and I saw that he had never, uh, came up on a report that he uh passed, passed away. away so obviously he, he made it so that's always good to hear right yeah that's it's amazing because you know uh, i think you uh, like a lot of us you always wonder what would happen in that situation but you never think it's going to happen to you um once yeah, for sure once you were in it um do you, did you find that that it was every man for himself like people were stampeding oh, over yeah. one another or did yeah. you find that people were were uh, turning to help survivors or, or possible victims? I think it was a small amount of people looking to help, you know, and, and, and uh, when you had people down and people hit trying to get away to safety, everyone was trying to help, you know, and at that point, um, people were trampling while the guns were, were, were going off and fire was, you know, coming down our way. Uh, everyone's just trying to get to safe ground and, and, and get to a safe spot in between those breaks and fires when everyone was moving and trampling, right? Sure. Uh, and that's where a lot of us headed towards the airport. And uh, a girl, not girl, a woman who was probably in her late 50s uh, was very uh, hard of hearing. And she had lost her shoes and was running. Um, and she actually tried to jump in the car with us as we got out. And, oh, wow. and the guy hit on his way back to the hospital somehow. Um, she came with us to the airport. And um, we let her use our phone and uh, communicate with her loved ones and, and let them know that she was safe. But um yeah, we had a lot of other people with us to to clear out and, and make sure that they got out of there safely. And we stayed uh, and cleared this airplane hangar until we uh, knew it was safe with uh, the local police department and SWAT team. So it was uh, pretty fucked up. But um, I think our friends and the people that I knew that were there really, really did a great job at rallying and making sure that the, the people around them got out safe and got taken care of and got in cars and got to the, the hospital if needed. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, uh, speak about the first responders. H how fast were they on the scene? What were the ones that were like there during the shooting? Um, how, how great were the first responders there? 
No, a hundred percent, man. I gotta, I gotta give it up to him. Um, I'm, I've got to say, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. You don't, you don't even prepare for anything like that. And, and when you're, you know, in, in that line of work, you, you sign up for that. And um, I think watching some of the videos and seeing the way these works firsthand uh, is pretty amazing, you know, and, and it's, it's crazy to think like you never want this to happen, but you can think about this too, is like, look at this guy actually knew what he was doing. and was armed correct, correctly and had his shit together this could have been fucking tenfold times worse, right? And right. Um, a lot of more lives could have been taken in the way they got to the, the situation detained on the ground. I mean, from the timeline standpoint on what happened in the, 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 the release of the police report and what happened in the hotel, I don't know. That That's where I, I get upset and frustrated, right? right? But everything else on the ground when it comes to first responders and taking care of those that were down and, and hurt and, and uh, in need of uh, assistance, they did a great job. And that was pretty fucking rad to see the city come together and, and rally behind uh, the, the needs like that. And, and that's what makes this thing, whole thing tough, right? Like, you're like, fuck, man. Like, everyone's out here trying to help each other and, and make sure everyone got out of here safely. But then there's all the other side of it where you're like, what the fuck really happened, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, that's why I brought it up because you do want to give credit to the first responders and, and, and again, all the people that were helping the victims. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this, this whole fucking thing, to me it's i don't know it still stinks um let me ask you this and this might sound morbid is there any advice like have you gone to a show afterwards or a concert or anything and is there any advice you can give to somebody at home uh of you know knowing where your exits are knowing where police officers are anything like that does that does that enter your mind now when you're when you're going out to to big events like this because you go to a lot of events yeah i go to a lot you know in retrospect ross you know uh it's, it's kind of crazy. And so I'm leaving my house and, uh, you know, I live about 15 minutes, uh, outside of the strip and, uh, my girlfriend and I grab an Uber. And, uh, before I left, I had my, uh, my a pair of shoes on and uh, I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to change these shoes. And I never really give two fucks. I just throw on a pair of shoes or whether Converse or whatever, and then head out the door. Sure. And, uh, I had a pair of shoes on that were kind of worn out and the soles are kind of worn out and uh, they kind of hurt my feet after a long day and i never never fucking think about it and i was like you know what i'm gonna change i'm gonna put on a different pair of shoes and uh these are like a fresh pair of converse with a nice nike sole or whatever and i head out the door and um you know it's uh it was one of those weird things and then uh the cab the cab driver that picks us up in a fucking uber he's got a, a fucking um karaoke uber and right. uh we're singing karaoke on the way there. And I sang a song of just randomly. It was, uh, people are crazy by Billy Currington. And I sang that in the fucking Uber on the way to the festival that night. And you're like, wow, this is crazy. But, um, one thing I tell you, you know, always wear fucking, you know, a good pair of shoes. Okay. You never know if you got to fucking run, you know? And I think that was one thing I took away from that. And I go to some of these events or festivals that have hundred thousand people, you know, and it's like, if you ever need to, to, to get somewhere and you're wearing a shitty pair of shoes or sandals, yeah. like think about that, man. That's not, that's a, probably not a fucking good idea to wear a pair of flip flops out to event that size on, you know, uh, the middle of uh, the desert. Right. 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 <laughs> so, right. I'll tell you that. And then you yeah, really just be a fucking wear, you know, of, of your surroundings and, and, and no, I mean, I've, I've obviously been to this event many times. I know this property, we hosted many events on that festival site, whether they weren't country concerts, that they were several other big, large events I worked with um, there. And, and I know my bearings, I knew what streets I was on. Um, I knew a lot of, of, of my surroundings and, and how to navigate my way in and around that, that place. So, um, I think that definitely helped and, you know, just really, really knowing what's going on and, and, uh, having an, an open eye of, of a safe way to, to make your, yourself out of a, a shitty situation and, um, you know, and keep your cool. A lot of people lost their shit, you know, and, um, it, it's hard to prepare for, but you know, you gotta, you gotta stay calm and, and collected. And, and sometimes when you lose your shit, it ends up causing you more harm or get yourself hurt, you know? So yeah, keep your shit together. I, I read on, you know, that injury report that's, you know, half of them, uh, were, were from people, you know, stepping on each other and, and trying to, trying to force their way out of there. Exactly. I seen broken arms, you know, broken ankles, people trying to run and trample and, and oh, ate shit boy. and hurt themselves, you know? So yeah. I mean, that shit happens, you know, collarbones and, and whatnot. And sure. You know, it's like if you just, you know, act correctly and keep your shit together and, and work together, everyone's trying to get out, you know, everyone is trying to get out of there. It's, it's tough, you know, but, um, you know, honestly, know your shit, know your surroundings, uh, keep an, an open mind. And, and if you see something, dude, fucking say something, 
you know, if something seems suspicious, there was a couple events I went to after and I, and I've had my head on a swivel, you know, and it's hard to go out and go to one of these events shortly after that. And, and even let alone just walk that, uh, that strip. Right. And, sure. uh, and whatnot. So, I mean, honestly, dude, uh, fucking pay attention. <laughs> yeah. And last question before I let you out of here. Um, uh, have you been back to visit the sites? Have you been back to visit Mandalay Bay? Yeah, no, it was tough. Uh, I've been back once and, um, I went there for, for a dinner, um, and met up with some friends at a restaurant, you know, and, um, I had a lot of friends that, that work at that hotel and still do, uh, it's a big property and it's tough. You know, they've been laid off. People have lost their jobs and, um, it's shit's terrible. You know, you don't want that to affect anyone, but it's affected not only our city, but a lot of jobs and, and careers. Um, what, and why were they, it, let me ask you, were they laid off because people are staying away from Mandalay or were they laid off for other reasons? I believe they're staying away from Mandalay Bay. The place is gotcha. a ghost town, you know, and it's tough, you know, when something goes down like that, even though that our, our city doesn't seem to skip a beat when it comes to the trade shows or, you know, the, the, the big events or concerts that come to town. Sure. Um, you know, we're, we've got the Raiders coming. We've got a, a hockey team that's kicking ass. You know, our city's stronger and, 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 and grown so much in the last just few years, let alone oh, the last yeah. decade. Yeah. You know, so uh, more people are coming to Vegas every every month and every year. And, um, you know, it's tough. Uh, it, it still affects uh, a property uh, when something like this happens. I mean, you know, it's the largest mass shooting in the history of the U.S., right? And Absolutely. it's not just going to go. It's not just going to go away. There's still a lot that needs to be solved, and um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's uh, it's a tough thing to do is go back over there and see that and experience it. it was it was quite eerie. But then again, you know, you got to move on. Uh, as much as I wanted to dwell on it, I was back working the next day at at the at at, um, at the shop there off uh, at Battlefield, and you know, we were working and, and getting things rolling for for the coffee shop and rocking and rolling. So I mean, it's uh, it's tough. But then again, I was back in the gym, and you got to fucking you know, keep, keep going. You got to keep charging and you can't let that shit fucking pull you down. No, for sure. And, uh, look, I, I huge fan of Las Vegas. I probably go there three or four times a year. I have for, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years at this point. And, uh, extremely sad and difficult what happened. Uh, I'm with you by the way, like when you fly in that you fly in right next to that, that gold Mandalay Bay, hotel um and that was my first thought in and out of the city and i and i wish it wasn't you know what i'm saying yeah um, no for sure it's it's tough you know it's, it's you can't erase that and it's a building that's you know it doesn't just blend in with the rest right no it no it's, it is a solid gold it's building yeah. yeah 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 so uh well matt I look I, I appreciate your time today i appreciate you being on ross patterson revolution and uh Hey, we love the, the, the people of Vegas, and uh, I'm glad your friends are, are okay and, and ended up uh, uh, relatively uh, safe and, and out of harm's way. No, thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. Always good seeing you uh, last week, and uh, thanks for everything you guys do. Uh, I love watching the show and listening. You guys crack me up. It's good shit. Uh, awesome, man. Hey, thanks for being on, Matt. We appreciate it. Right on, boys. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Cheers.